All right, do we see them as partners? All right. Well, let me, let me say this. This is an interesting scripture, okay? Because in this scripture, we have the Acts of the Apostles. It really should have been called the Acts of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is moving in the New Testament church, and it's spreading in uncontrollable ways. And we have Paul going to Thessalonica, and while he's there, Paul and Silas are sharing Jesus with other people, and their lives are being transformed, and some of the religious leaders are getting really worked up. They're getting jealous. They're feeling threatened, and so they decide, we're going after them. And one of the things they say is this, those who are turning the world upside down have come here also. Get that. Those who are turning the world upside down are coming here as well. And so what they did is they went after Jason because Jason was hosting Paul and Silas. And they put Jason before the court. And they said, look, he is telling Gentiles that the love of God can be offered to them. And these people are rocking our world. we got to do something. Well, they eventually posted bail, and they let them go. But you know, we're posed with a question, and that's this question. In this series about possibilities, can Martha Bowman really make a difference? Can Martha Bowman really make a difference? Can we be ones that are on the receiving end of that accusation? Those who are turning the world upside down gather here. Those who really stir it up, who mix it up, who are turning the world upside down, but they're turning lives right side up. They gather at 500 Bass Road. Can they say that about us? Well, you'll have to answer that. I think in part, yes. I think we can make a difference. I think we are making a difference. One of those ways is through acts of compassion. Some of these things you may not even be aware of. When, a, when there's a death in a family related to our church, we have a very compassionate ministry where we go in, we visit with the family, we pray with them, and then we offer them a meal for the family and for out-of-town guests. And one woman posted on our Facebook account, she said, what a wonderful church as they care for each other and they reached out to me. Thank you for your hospitality as we were grieving in the death of, and they mentioned the loved one. On Facebook, gang. And, and another church member had to admit her husband in the hospital, and I asked her this week, I said, have you gotten any response from the church? And she said, so much so I had to turn my phone off. <laughs> I like that. That's what I want. That warms my heart. Uh, my daughter, Rebecca, she goes to Georgia Southern. She may be in this service. She's either at the traditional or at the, I don't know where she is. But <laughs> there she is. She raised her hand in the back. That's good. That's good. We can have a commitment service. That's great. Um, and, and 
one of the things she said is, Daddy, I can tell already this is a very, by the way they treated us when we came, this is a very kind and caring church. And so one of the ways you're making a difference, and you may not even know it, is through your compassion. When you say, I don't know what you're going through, but I'm standing with you. I have a lot of questions too, but I'm here and I'm praying. The other is our prayer ministry, our, our intercession ministry. We still have a reputation that we're a praying church. And people will call the church office and say, I want to put so-and-so on the prayer concern list. I know you have praying people. And I'll say, is this a member of the church? No. I'll say, that's fine. We will pray for them. It may be someone with an addiction. It may be someone that's estranged in a relationship. It may be somebody that's dealing with a diagnosis, a financial issue. We are a praying church. One of the ministries we have is the Three Mile Mission. We're in the marketplace in the commerce world, businesses receive a notice saying, we're praying for you. It's not just about ourselves, but it's reaching out to others and letting them know that we're lifting them up. And so I want to suggest to you that when we show compassion, Jesus said he looked, it's the scripture says he looked with eyes of compassion. When we look with eyes of compassion and give caring hands, we make a difference. We make a difference. We turn lives right side up when we pray because we know that prayer, it makes a difference in that person's life, but it really changes us when we pray. And then the other is mission initiatives. Uh, I counted over 25 missional initiatives this church has been a part of recently. And one of the things that we know that will bring subsequent generations following mine, younger folks, back to the church or into the church, they want to know a couple of things. One is they want to know, is it relevant? Are you speaking into my life where I live? And, and don't just entertain me. Give me some good answers. The other is, I want to know that I can have some relationships. I don't want to be isolated. I, I think we see through social media that hunger and that desire to be in relationship with one another. And the other is, give me a place to serve. That's one thing I think generations that have followed mine, I am grateful for because they, they want to, they're not the frozen chosen. They don't want to be sedentary. They want to be busy doing something for the good of humanity. And as a church, we've got to offer that. And so some of those would be making outreach, centenary breakfast for the homeless, Meals on Wheels, Wesley Glen, the Methodist Home for Children and Youth. We host AA here, and the list goes on. And you know we have local missions. We need to be ready for regional because God may call upon us to be a responsive church when something catastrophic happens. At the church where I served before, believe it or not, in Statesboro, we had folks after Hurricane Katrina, as they were scattered, as they were migrating away from New Orleans, we had some folks and we opened it up. We let everybody know the Red Cross. We'll host them in our brand new uh, fellowship hall. So we had over 300 people in the fellowship hall with cots. And on Sunday morning, they would worship with us as we would have a service in there with them. We had all of our services in that setting so that they could feel apart. And some of these people left with very little. And what they had was precious to them. 
And so we would try to protect it and keep it safe as they slept on the cots. But one particular woman who had very little, but she had something precious, was her dog. Now, here's the sad part of the story. Her dog died an hour before she reached the church. And so she brings this dead dog into the fellowship hall. I want you to envision this with me. And here are all these people, and she's weeping, and she has a really strange request. You know what it is? Can I put my dog in your church freezer? You know, I got to tell you, we, in every, ch <laughs> in every church, there are women that are in charge of the kitchen. I call them kitchen Nazis. And if you don't put the silverware up right, they're all over you, man. And so I'm thinking, the church Nazis are not going to go for this. I mean, I walk in with this Labrador retriever that's dead. Can you open the freezer? I'm going to put it in with your casseroles. <laughs> I'd really be doing pastoral care at that point. They'd all be having coronary arrest. So we gather around, and, and, uh, and, and, we, and we pray, and there's a veterinarian, thank the Lord, who comes over and says, he's used to this. I mean, he had pastoral care in ways I could never offer, and he says, ma'am, let's do something special with her remains. And he gave her an option that wasn't the freezer. And I was relieved, but you know what? When you start serving, you realize people's needs are different, different, and the Lord has called us to respond to whatever the need is. In fact, your reach, you're making a difference locally. You're making a difference regionally, but even this summer, globally. Twenty-two days. Is this on? Yeah, speak loudly. 22 days ago, this congregation sent 14 people across the Mexican border to Tijuana. This was the beginning of our second decade to support this veteran ministry. While we were there, we built four houses. We built a foundation for another house. We fed and served in three different orphanages. Brooke Hansen went to jail. 
Thanks, Whit. And so I think we've answered a question, and that is, if Martha Bowman Church ceased to exist, would anyone beyond its walls notice? And the answer is yes. But I think we need a louder yes. I think we're called to greater things. Once again, what are folks looking for? They're looking for a church that's relevant, that addresses needs. They're looking for a church where relationships can happen, and they're looking for a church where they can be in service. Now, we'll offer them Christ, but relationships, that's the last one. And I want to say something related to my relationship to you. When the bishop and the district superintendent called me this spring, they invited me to consider something. They said, we'd like for you to go and be pastor where you started. Jay Harris has them on ready, and they're ready to do great things. I believe that. I really do. And so what can you expect from me? You can expect this. Number one, I'm going to pray harder than I've ever prayed in my life because I want God to make a difference like he's never made before in my life. And I'll be praying harder than I have ever before for the church. What can you expect from me? I'm going to work harder than I've ever worked because I believe that we are a church that can make a difference. I wouldn't be here if I didn't believe that. I'm going to give more money than I've ever given. That's just where I am. That's part of my stewardship, and so you can know that. But gang, I guess I need you to know that Kyle and Anthony and I and John, we're going to try to create an environment for inspiring worship. As Winnie Hinton, the head of our personnel committee, said, Tim, we need nothing more from you than for you to point us toward Jesus. That's what I want to do. But I have an expectation from you. You want to hear it? <laughs> you thought, that was beautiful, Stefan, until that part, right? I need you to pray harder than you've ever prayed because I believe God wants to do greater things than he's ever done through us. I don't care what other churches are doing. There are so many lost folks. Our work's cut out for us. I need you to work harder than you've ever worked. I don't need you just to come to worship, to be that frozen chosen, and then to leave. We need you to get your hands busy in missions and ministry. And you know what? If I invite someone to worship, it has half the impact as if you do. In other words, the chances of someone coming to worship to this environment, it doubles what I can do if you invite. You have twice the opportunity. They think I'm paid to do this. Well, I am. But I do it because I'm called by God. 
and you are too. And so when you invite someone, they say, wow, there must be something significant here. And so if they want relationships, which I believe they do, you need to draw them into a relationship with you and then point them to Jesus. We'll do our part, and the expectations are on us, but they're on you as well. And so, gang, I guess I wanted you to hear today, I absolutely believe that Martha Bowman Church can make a world-changing difference, that we can turn our community upside down and lives right side up. And I needed you to hear from me today. I'm all in. I'm all in. Are you? I'm going to ask our praise team to come on up and uh, let's praise together. pray together. Lord Jesus, um, we've got so much on us. There are so many things tugging at us and pulling at us. But you are our priority. You are number one in our lives. And so we want to commit ourselves to you with a reckless abandon, with an openness to your Holy Spirit, because we really do believe there's nothing too difficult for you. And so, Lord, help us to be a church that stirs it up, that mixes it up, that causes a lot of sweet trouble, that turns the world upside down and lives right side up. We pray all of this with heartfelt gratitude and sincerity. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I'm going to ask you to stand.